to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're listening at Veritas, Veritas's app, or if you're on 1350, or if you're listening on their new FM station, thank you for tuning in. And if you're on YouTube watching, hello. You guys, this is our epiphany show, which is super exciting and also sad. It means that we're kind of getting through this whole December, this whole, um, well, no, we're definitely out of December, but we're out of the whole Christmas season and we're into something new and it's, and it is also still exciting. Growing up, I grew up with, um, little Christmas. My dad is hundred percent Italian from New Jersey. So he expected us to also give him presents on little Christmas on epiphany. I don't know if anybody else grew up with that way, but then we started catching on and we were like, well, this is fun. We should all get presents on Epiphany. And my mom at some point was like, and we're done with this because it was just so many presents and we had eaten all the things, um, which would be maybe why I had a little bit of a weight problem for a long time. Lots of chocolate. So anyway, um, what's interesting is that I realized yesterday we were filming as we always do. We pre-record this and tonight is really special. Uh, I want to acknowledge where I'm at. Obviously, I'm not in my studio for everyone who watches. I am in the very famous Ridgefield, Connecticut. That's you guys. <laughs> They'll catch on. They're very, very cute. So uh, you can't see any of them, but I promise you it's a very attractive crowd. And uh, no, they're all here. And we are at Silver Spring without an S, right? Is that? I don't know. Yep. Okay. Country Club. And we're just having a good time. We're having some merriment and some drinks and some good cheer during this Advent season, which I don't think we're supposed to do, but that's not what we're talking about tonight. This is the Epiphany Show. So we can have wine. So good way to go, everybody. You're just ahead of the game. They're just, you know thinking forward. So um, what's great about these shows of doing them live and with a real audience is that we get to really connect and see each other. What's so funny is that yesterday I was reflecting because yesterday was my five month anniversary for having this show. So you can- Y'all are very good at this. So yeah, so I was thinking, I was like, wow, five months, which is crazy because a year ago, I was in a really bad space. And I've talked about this on my platforms because I'm very open about mental health. I'm very open about my medical journey and I try to share everything about it. The late night show, this show, I don't share as much of that piece of me, but I don't mind. It's just, does anyone like want to see what Johnny Carson's doing with his medical? Nobody cares. Uh, we love Johnny Carson. Is he still here? I don't even know. <laughs> He's gone? May he rest in peace. Okay, so, so um, it's interesting, like, in this, in this place, I, I decided these two shows that I'm doing live on the, on the air on the road, we're going to be a little bit more personal, a little bit more human than what I do on, you know, in my studio back in Houston. And for one thing, I was in a really dark space last fall. I really was. I was up for a job at SiriusXM and I didn't get it. And I was absolutely devastated. And I just, it, it was, that was like the final straw. You know what I mean? It was just this one, it just floated down and then everything just collapsed. Have you ever had that where just one little thing just yes. kind of snaps the whole bit? So that's where I was. And a girlfriend of mine said, oh, I want you to meet this guy named Steve Lee. And I was like, he sounds awful. <laughs> He's in the room. <laughs> and he signs my very big paycheck. Um, so, <laughs> but one day I want one of those really big checks, Steve, just for fun. So, uh, so yeah, so she connects me with Steve Lee, who I also don't think he was that excited to meet me. And we did a little FaceTiming because I don't know if you guys have known, we've been in a pandemic. So me being in Houston, Texas, Steve being in Connecticut, that's how we had to connect. And I, he was very kind and he said, why don't you pitch me a show? And I was like, I don't want to pitch you a show. I'm tired. Obviously, I'm not meant for this. And he was like, that's cool, but I've really got nothing else going on. Um, no, not really. <laughs> I did Steve a favor. No, that's not true. I did. I wrote a show and I pitched to him and it was a morning show because SiriusXM told me you would be great for morning radio. I have a lot of energy. So I think they think this would help people. Remember, they want to go to work and not listen to this. They're like, that's a drive. You know? So, um... So I pitched him a morning show and Steve was like, that's great. What's your dream in life? And I was like, well, Saturday Night Live, but I don't think that's happening. So I'm guessing uh, something else, but I don't know. My dream, Steve, is actually a late night show. I don't know if Steve knows this, but I had actually pitched a late night show to two other creators. They didn't have a fancy network like Steve, but 
I kind of started working on it a few years ago with um, with some really great people. There's a great group called Catholic Creatives. I think there's like 5,000 of them on Facebook. Most of them are in their 20s, <laughs> like me. Um, <laughs> another big laugh. Okay. <laughs> great, I'm just going to keep saying all those kind of jokes. Let's forget the rest of the show. I've got a lot of that inside. So, um, so yeah, so they're very young and they're all, the, you know, and so when I said let's do a late night show, they were like, yes, and they get out videos and drones. I don't know what they have. And, uh, and all these things. And so we start building shows and stuff. But then I remember, oh, they're in their 20s. So that was that. I mean, like, it was like really exciting. And they had owned a whiteboard. <laughs> but that was it. So they couldn't get me anywhere. So it was just, you know, kind of these things. Um, in January of 2021, I actually made my first vision board ever in my entire life. 43 years old. I never made a vision board. You know, and I was like, I mean, I don't know what you like, get some Oprah magazines and cut out yeah. Oprah. I mean, what am I going to dream? <laughs> I want to be Gail. I, I would love to be Gail. <laughs> I mean, could I hang out with Oprah? Like, I'd be like, I could do that. So, um, and she's talented. So anyway, I did. I made my very first vision board in my entire life. I was supposed to do it in college. Place that didn't happen, uh, but they still let me pass. Um, I think they wanted me to go. So uh, <laughs> again, they were like, "Anything? What? What can we do to help you leave?" Uh, so yeah, so it was my very first one, January 2021, and on there I, I put some stuff. I put New York City because it's my favorite place in the world. I come up here like I live here, but I don't. But my husband thinks I do because I leave all the time. Yeah. For New York. He's like, I, I get a lot of payments in New York. My credit card says New York a lot. <laughs> Can we buy things in Texas? Okay. So, um, so yeah, so New York is, is a very big part of my life. So I have New York on this vision board. I have radio stuff on this vision board. And I actually sat there for a while. I remember this. I was sitting outside. It was January 1st. I'm sitting on the concrete and I'm listening to Adele, which, right, if you're going to get emo, right, anybody, who remembers emo? Where are my 90s kids at? Like, if you're going to get in there, you get Atlantis Morissette, you know what I mean, right? You're right you get a little T-Swift maybe if you want to be, if you want to move a little. But you get Adele and you just, you cry and you go there, you know? Not a journaler, but I am like a stand on my bed with a, like a hairbrusher. Yeah, that's me, you know what I mean? So I had my girls on, maybe a little Barbara Streisand, you know? Filling all the things. And, and I'm gluing and I'm, and I'm cutting and I'm coloring. And I drew at the very end. I was like, I don't know. This is so dumb. And, and Steve had not told me. He was like, you know, like we hadn't, we kind of had gone back and forth. The holidays happened and whatever. So I was like, I don't know if this is thing is going to happen or not happen. This morning show I had pitched, you know. Um, and so whatever. And so I was like, fine, whatever. And so I draw, I drew this and I, sh I wish I would have brought it, but I hadn't thought that far ahead. But I drew this desk and I drew a little moon and some stars and I drew a mic on the desk and I wrote late night with Liv. And I, and about, I think that, I don't know, really soon after Steve calls me and he says, Hey, we'd like to give you a show, but we're going to start you at one hour a week. <laughs> he was like, we're going to, we're going to start there. And I was like, but I could do every hour. He was like, we know, <laughs> we're aware. Okay. But um, we want to know the weather and other things. So we're going to just give you one hour. <laughs> and he said, uh, it's going to be 8 o'clock p.m. And I was like, p.m.? Because I thought, oh, well, maybe it'll be a commuter show. You know, I just think everybody in Connecticut just gets on a train and only everything happens in Manhattan. And, um, and you guys don't do anything here in Connecticut. You're like, okay, we're getting sick of the New York stuff. We got it. Uh, but yeah, so I thought, oh, okay, so this will be a commuter show coming back. And I was like, 8 p.m.? Good Lord, is that how bad the traffic is? Like, is that, they just work you people to death in New York City? Is it that hard, like Newsy said? Um, and, uh, and he was like, well, no, we're going to give you your late night show. And I was like, well, I haven't written a late night show. Like, I didn't pitch you a late night show. And he goes, right, so we'd like you to start that. <laughs> and I was like, can he see my vision? <laughs> I was like, where is Steve Lane? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and then he said, we actually air in Connecticut and Long Island. And I was like, I've made it. <laughs> I'm in New York. <laughs> and I am. So I tell everyone I have a job in New York city and you can't change my mind. <laughs> this is my 42nd street. So that's what's happening. I'm Annie, uh, the orphan, all those things is happening right now for me. But here's what's really funny. I, I've been here in the city since uh, the 4th of December. Today's the 9th, okay? 
So yesterday, the 8th, was when my five-month anniversary for the show was. And my assistant, Anna, who's also my executive producer, decided, decided to um, get us tickets on a tour to Rockefeller Center. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm a local. <laughs> I have a job in the city, so you don't know that. <gasps> we don't do tours. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I ride the subway and I yell at people. <laughs> so she's like, so cool, but I reuse the company credit card. And I was like, Nathan's going to hate me. We just keep getting New York bills. So I was like, fine, we'll go on the Rockefeller thing. That's cute. She's from Ohio. She's nine. So um, that's adorable. She's 26. <laughs> so I'll just take her. And uh, and and I, I went. And we went to, radio, uh, to Rockefeller Center. And I tell you what. It was phenomenal. Like, I was, like, crying at the... Like, I'm friends with the woman who was our tour guide. We were texting today. I'm not even kidding. I'm not kidding at all. And so what was so profound, and it could not have been a more perfect tie-in to everything that's happening right now, to this dream that I've gotten to, to live through with Veritas and Steve Lee, which a year ago didn't exist, uh, to be here now. And when I told him, yes, I'll do a late-night show, and then... We could have crowds of people and I could come to it live and I could fly up there. And he was like, great. So we're going to get Thursday for one hour. <laughs> just one, just live. You could just mail it. You could put it in the mail. <laughs> and, and poor Steve, I'm, I'm just forcing my way in. But, um, but yeah, a year ago now this was, was happening and this studio that I had built was just for my podcast I had. It was just to make it into a video podcast. That's all that it was going to be and going to do. And now I have three shows and a media company. And here I am at Rockefeller Center two days ago with my assistant, who is nine. And we're with our little headphones. We're walking around with all the tourists. And I'm like taking a thousand. I'm so into it. I'm like selfieing with like a column. Like I'm going to remember why I was taking a picture with the column. You know, I don't know. Like Katy Perry touched. I'm like, oh my God, Katy Perry. You know, like it was ridiculous. And I'm doing all the things. And when we got inside, I don't know how many of you have been in Rockefeller Center, like in the inside, in the complex where uh, Jimmy Fallon, you might have heard of him, um, you know, does his show and, and the late night show and all that kind of stuff. And there's big rectangles on the ground. And I'm going to pause and say, Taylor, if you were editing this, now is where you put in the picture of the rectangles. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> he's not here for me to yell at. Uh, I thought that'd be funny. So anyway, on the ground are a bunch of rectangles. It's like rectangles within rect rectangles, like four, like within each other. And they're all around. And what they said was, is that when Rockefeller was building it, that complex was supposed to be for the Metropolitan Opera. I don't know if you guys know that. But then uh, the Great Depression happened, the crash happened, and the opera said, well, we're out. We don't want to spend money on a building. And so he was like, great, I'm John D. Rockefeller Jr. or whoever he is. And so um, he gets out of his Bentley. I don't know what he had. And he like, you know, comes down with a cane and a, that's a hat. And he does all the things. <laughs> and he says, I'm going to build this complex anyway. I believe in art. And the biggest thing that I believe in is radio. And he goes, and I believe in getting across and communicating and, and stretching through. And that's how we're going to reach people. And so all those boxes on that floor that are still there today on, at Rockefeller Center, those are radio waves. So I stood there in, in that complex with my 12-year-old assistant. She got older. And I stood outside and I took a picture of just my feet around with those, those, um, those radio waves. And then I stood in the middle of them because I'm in the middle of this dream. So I want to say thank you so much for being here tonight. We're celebrating very fast. And it's not that late. We'll be right back. So Hello and welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. I've got my guest already up here, which, um, thank you for coming. <laughs> I'm excited. I know it was really far to get here, but I've got, I've got the, the Grisons, yes? Nailed it. The Grisons. Caroline and Nick Grison. Huh? <laughs> Now you guys did not fly in from Texas. You you do live in Connecticut in the area. Yeah, fantastic. But here's the thing: this is your community, and you've heard of Veritas. You've heard of all this great Catholic stuff. Do you two happen to be Catholic? Funny. <laughs> Actually, we should just let the cat out of the bag now. <laughs> <laughs> should we wait? It's, yeah. it's like Titanic. It's like it's a surprise ending. Totally. <laughs> 
I'm free. Yes, yes, we are. Yeah. So it's okay. It's okay to bring that up. It's not a. It's not oh, a sad no story. Love yeah. scary subject. Okay, here's what's really cool, actually, Caroline. When we were kind of talking, I don't really remember when this was. You showed me a picture of your mantle. And you have a really cool piece. Ah, look at your face. I love it. Yeah. yeah you remember what? that? That's oh, awesome. Uh, it's my job to totally. remember that. Oprah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gail. Okay. Just in case they're watching. Which we know they are. Um, <laughs> you, you have favorite things too? <laughs> I do. That is my dream. That's not going to happen. Everybody gets a lip balm. We have a lip balm though. Oh, okay. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. No, you're doing great. I believe in you. So tell me about tell me about the mantle. Tell me about that piece that I saw. I want you to just have fun. First of all, you've had a great memory. The mantle I had, proportionally it doesn't really fit there, but it actually fits in our life. And it says on it, faith family football, the three F's in our life. And we'll put friends in there too, because all my friends are like, can we add that on to the end of it? I'm like, we're getting there, slowly but surely. But there's only three. There's only three. There's Sharpie. Don't have right for like my five-year-old's like, right. friends. Um, so that's kind of how we live our life. Um, faith, family, football, and it's massive part of our life. Um, our Catholic faith is huge. Um, yeah, football, massive. Um, why? How? Why is football? Well, how does uh, that fit into your life, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> you kind of, have you played? It was like, my life. In the, it was uh, my life. Front yeah. yard. Yeah, 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 the backyard. Just, brought the neighbors. I had, I had an older brother who used to abuse me. Yeah. <laughs> you were the ball. Yes, yes, I was the crash test dummy. That's where you're um, Yeah, and since, and since the reason I, well, my brother was a line, uh, an offensive quarterback. Okay. And I became as being 40 years younger than him, I became a linebacker because he was he and all his friends were older than me, so every time we go in the backyard, I was the one getting abused all the time because when you're 4 years younger than someone that are prepubescent, like, oh yeah, you're not going to win that battle. <laughs> so, and then and then all of a sudden I became a little more angry as I got older. <laughs> I started eating raw eggs. Absolutely. I did. Did you? Yeah. 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 Right, that was really good. Started eating nails for breakfast. Yeah. Too, right? yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then essentially I was like, you know what? I want to hit other people. And so I started hitting my friends. Okay. In, in between the whistles, folks. Right? Yeah. Um, and it was just something that I really, really enjoyed and became good at it. And wanted to, hey, I wanted to do it. And this is something that. I went to the University of Wisconsin. I got an athletic scholarship, and then uh, was drafted by the New York Giants. Nice. Um, Converted to Catholicism, really? um, and really kind okay, of. Okay, I did too. Sorry, yeah. cats out of the bag. Yeah, and cats out of the bag. Yeah, and he converted as well. But I think his brother was a very big role model in the faith part and the football for you. Love uh, Jesus, hit people. Love Jesus, love Jesus, hit people. Go to confession. Go, go, love Jesus, hit people. Go to confession. Just pray for them, okay? Yeah, right. Hail Mary. Please get up. Please get up. How's your guardian angel? Until those guys became bigger than me, I'm in my playing weight. Sorry, it's everything's I weigh the same. It's just. Unfortunately, different now. Um, yeah, yeah, right. All when we were 16 or 18 or 22. Or birds. That's right, you're okay, so okay. Um, Right, right. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I was 6'2, 245 pounds when I played, and I was competing against offensive linemen that were 6'5, 320, 330, and I couldn't pick a side. I couldn't pick the right or left side. I had to go through them. And, um, and the funny, the hard part was is that when they teach you when I was growing up was, well, you had to use your hat, which means you headbutt them, right? Because even if you have a face mask on, you hit them in the face, they're going to blink, right? Even if you have oh. a face mask, and so essentially you're shocking them because you want to get your hands on them. And you, if I get my hands on them, I am able to control where I want them to go, even though they're 330 pounds. Sounds kind of interesting, but that's why I'm shorter too. I used to be taller. <laughs> Bad technique, right? Um, that's what I do now. Well, I mean, you're okay. I mean, you're, it well, seems like you made it out. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just got started. 
I mean, I know you're wearing space. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> Although, I mean, yeah, yeah, we all are. You could start that. NFL Sphinx. Yeah. Yeah. You might actually. Okay. There we go. I mean, if you want to sign really stuff. tight pants. How do you think I landed this beautiful? <laughs> 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 then he took off the pants. He was like, wait a second. Oh, wait a second. It's not that late. It's not that late. Thank you very much. It's on, Nick. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't get paid that much. Okay. Midnight somewhere. That's the after show. He doesn't let me do that yet. Okay. <laughs> push it. Can we do after hours after with Blair? Hours. He's like, dear yeah. God, no. There's not I enough candles. In bed, so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> not enough candles, the same packs. Okay. So, so, so you start playing with the Giants, and you weren't Catholic when you started playing. Is no, that... no, I wasn't. Okay. I, I grew up Lutheran, and in, in a good, funny story was that I actually tried to get my mom to convert when we were in fifth grade because I didn't play organized football. They didn't actually didn't have a, an organized football program. Um, but they did in fifth and sixth grade for the Catholics. <laughs> so, so my brother and I tried to get my mom, as we're Lutherans at the time, to be able to convert to Catholicism so we could start playing organized football. However, I mean, we were very I mean, entrepreneurial in that, uh, in that trying to be innovative and trying to make a way. But yeah, she didn't agree. So we didn't actually start playing organized football until seventh grade. <laughs> and not Catholic. And not, and not Catholic. Catholic. And yep. Jewish. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. So <laughs> <laughs> we were at a temple. Okay. So okay, so you're playing. And so how how did the whole Catholic thing come into play? Oh, no. did you hear that? Yeah. yeah. Very good. Well, you thank you. <laughs> I would say we, we first of Lutheran right. Catholicism. Carolyn, we all pray. To, we all pray to the same God, right? And yes. I look at it that way. Um, and when I was drafted by the, the Giants, I mean, you want to talk about a culture shock. I grew up in a town of 9,000 people. There was one stoplight, 45 minutes northeast in Wisconsin on the peninsula. And is that, is that Wisconsin? Yeah, this is Wisconsin. Is this and doing? some people say this is Michigan, too, right? There. So you look at this way, you got Lake Michigan in between here. Right? Mm -hmm. Just to give you geography lesson. Geography, right? right? Well, Clap for geography. Yeah. <laughs> you all passed. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Growing up in a town of 9,000 people and then going to being drafted by the Giants and now you're in 8 million people. It's a big culture shock. That's a big team. Yeah. Everybody, everybody in Wisconsin could have stopped. Hey. You go, everybody in New York, you're honking you're giving you the bird, right? So, wow, mom, everybody says hello in a different way. They all have the same thing yeah, in New York. Yeah, absolutely. They all like the letter F. They are very kind. I mean, they are honking at you. Yeah, well, that's say true. Hi in a that is way. true. And that is right? true, though. Your mom said, everybody honks. Everybody's so nice. I'm like, oh, oh, we are. We are. Really There's nice. something on my back of my car with this. A bumper stick to honk if you're, you know. <laughs> um, but then I, you know, in, going into my fourth year, I met a beautiful woman. And, Is she um, here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never, oh, by the not, way. Do we not talk about that? <laughs> never actually, never actually thinking at the time, talking with my mom at the time. I was like, um, you know, nobody's going to have the same morals, mm, the same yeah, um, sure. values that, that we hold. And, you know, I ended up meeting this beautiful woman who knocked my my socks off. Um, I always tell the story around that I knocked her socks off, but it goes the other way yeah. around in terms of. You outkicked your coverage. Yeah. Um, you outkicked your coverage. And after after you know what? Actually, after we had gotten married and then actually had our our first child, uh, Claire, um, it wasn't until then I was like, you know what? We all kind of need to be on the same page. We all need to be on the same faith, the same lines. And so I made the change. So you were Catholic. You yep. you were yep. Catholic. Catholic. Love Jesus. He's my homie. I love the Catholic faith. Um, love it. Um, it was just a big part of my life. And I think as I moved to LA, I was in like a hut of what I could afford. Right? It was like a hut, and <laughs> yeah. it was like five hundred dollars a month. Sure. And it just so happens that I was kissing the only Catholic church in Beverly Hills next to me. And so I was able to practice my faith more and it got deeper and deeper. And I think when Nick and I met, I had just moved to Los Angeles. I'm like, really? I just meet you? I've been in New York for like 10 years. <laughs> and I think what Nick said was, am I ever going to find anyone that has the same faith? Because faith was the utmost importance to both of us. And just, you know, go figure out how God did that. I brought these two people from polar opposite worlds. You know, I grew up in Greenwich and... Yeah, I grew up on a farm. On a farm. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's yeah. like, are you from Wisconsin? <laughs> oh, did, do you live on a farm? farm? First you don't thing, know, everybody says, like, no. No, I don't no, live on a farm. No, I did not grow up on a farm. Yeah, so 
and it was great. And I, I think when I was younger in my faith, it was more just repetition, like go to church, do what I'm supposed to do. I think you didn't own it. it I didn't like, own it. And it, was it, it was a part of my schedule. Oh, and I, like I mean, that. I mean, I was 20, I was 15, 16. It was just all of a sudden, you know, God and I just started having, I mean, I was annoyed at him at times, you know, you know, yeah. a little you know, upset with him he at times. Yeah, he can, he big can shoulders, take it. massive shoulders. <laughs> and we would just kind of develop this relationship. And my standards were really high um, after developing that relationship with God. And I found somebody who felt the same exact way. Was a game changer. How did you guys meet? So where was this meeting? Oh Lord, have mercy! <laughs> Lord, have mercy! Because I'm gonna let you take this one. You want, you want the long version or the short? For the short. Oh uh, yeah, short. Okay, <laughs> and let's. Right. And there's a priest right here. Okay. <laughs> 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 the clean version. Yeah. 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 The short version. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So as, as, I was play, as I was playing for the Giants, um, we had a, a good friend who were, we were those were actually mutual friends. Um, and said, we're actually hosting, we, there's a new restaurant opening up. We had an argument of where it was, still to this day. Still, still. And it's on Central Park South, but you don't know. One street south it's of that. Not, it's not it's Central Park South. South. <laughs> <laughs> I feel um, like we could figure that out. They, <laughs> out of all the things we could solve, So they were opening up a new restaurant. And they wanted to have some professional athletes come, and, and they were going to have dinner and whatnot. So we invited a bunch of people, and my good friend who worked for the Giants. He's also good friends with Caroline. And they ran into each other. They said, "Oh, you need to come to this event that they're hosting." It was the Holy Spirit. You need yeah. to. You need to meet somebody. And she's like, "Oh, Jesse Palmer, The Bachelor. Oh, great." <gasps> oh, he was yeah. there. Yes. Oh. So handsome. <laughs> he is delicious. Was. Yes. And then. Yes. Yeah. 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 So then. Yeah. The world. Yeah. So, so then. So we then, don't say his name. Yeah. We yeah. say Voldemort. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So then Nick Grison walks in. Who's yeah. <coughs> super hot? Charming, uh, tall, dark. You don't even see Jesse. Right? Um, and I and I walked in. I introduced myself to Caroline, and I said, "Would you like to dance?" Oh. And I literally knocked her socks <laughs> with my dance. Uh, is that true? Hundred <laughs> percent not accurate. That's, that's okay. At least I we'll, let it, I was we'll let it happen. We'll let it happen. Um, it's also it, Epiphany tonight, which it's not. <laughs> which is not. <laughs> let me know when you're done with your version. Love to kick in mine at <laughs> some point. <laughs> the quick version. Right. All right. So version. here's the really quick version. We met. Um, we had a great time. Knocked her socks off, and <laughs> I and she said she was going to move to LA, and I'm like, well, it's nice meeting you. I really <laughs> yeah. enjoyed our time, but I'm not going to do a long distance relationship. And really, so I, I mean, I don't. We don't talk for like two weeks. I'm like, right, I'm actually going to go out to LA, and I'm going to train out in LA with a, with a teammate of mine. And so I reach out to Caroline. We go out on two dates. First date we go out, and I forget my wallet in the guy's car. And I pay for it. But I said, don't worry. I'm I'm really really. Ready for this? I have my credit card memorized. memorized. <gasps> I can like, tell them the numbers, and if they don't take it, then we just wait. And so I'm I really, like the actor, like so, I gotta pay for all that you just ate. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Like, don't worry about it. I got it all. It's all so, here. It's all memorized. Like, sure. Right. And he really did. I was like, oh my god. He's like, I don't know if I like this guy. Anymore. No, I was like, yeah. But I really like prolonged dinner. I had to ask a lot of questions, made a lot of conversation. By the time my my teammate rolls around after he's out to dinner oh with gosh, his wife and drops off the. Drops off my wallet with the credit card and grabs his sushi and he runs. And, yeah, his, um, his friend, we're not two dates, took right? Dinner, but, right? We first met in, let's just say it, we first met in April. We actually prolonged everything. We actually actually didn't start dating until October. Mm, um, was, so, what year is this? This was 2005. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think the best part about it was that we actually weren't locally approximate mm -hmm. to do each other because. In France. Yes, we had to be talked for many hours on the phone. Um, many hours I on the phone. But I listened, wonderful I listened hours. many hours on wonderful the phone. Wonderful hours. Um, it's always hours. the man's favorite part. Yes, I remember. Yes. We used yes. to class. And we became, we became best friends, right? Um, you know, before we ever, you know, really, truly fell in love with each other. Yeah. Uh, we just like, yeah, yeah. So you have a couple, like, 17 paragraphs. One thing that I do want to say is when I met Nick, Something that was profound for me, and I, I think I mentioned this to you, but I had to run, and um, 
He was profusely sweating, by the way. I just want to say, we were <laughs> no, no, I was you were, it, on it the was dance like floor. a white t-shirt. It was, it was, a white t-shirt, whatever. I was wearing a black shirt that night. So it was, it was like drenched. And I was like, this guy's got to go home. <laughs> Somebody just take him home. He is drenched. Yeah, you know and, Carlton? What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so not me, buddy. That was so <laughs> weird. So, so anyway, so he says to me, I was like, oh, listen, I have to go. So great meeting you. Good luck with everything in your season. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, the previous things are right. So then. She'll be a confession later. No, no, no. So it's true. So then he says, oh, yeah, you know, I got to get up. I have to play in the church band. Ding, 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 ding. Ooh. What? I was like, is that a line? I think I asked Quincy. Like, is he, like, delivering? I'm like, no, he's, he's like a Midwest guy. You know, I, he's got feet. He's like, Yeah. You know, I gotta get up and I'm playing in the church band and I play the guitar. Yep. Was that it? And I was like, I told my friend, I'm like, now that is hot. That is really, really hot. Is that really true? And she's like, yeah. And he like gets up and like plays in the church band. I'm like, wow, that's pretty impressive. And then I asked him, I'm we're really telling you a lot here. And then I okay. You're coming into our, Listen, into our life right now. They don't um, call me Diane Sawyer for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Connie Chung. <laughs> I thought you were Oprah. Wait, I'll take any of them. I don't see any tissues on <laughs> So then he says, um, I said, what was the best gift you've ever received? It doesn't have to be materialistic. It can be anything. Wait, this is on the night that y'all are dancing and he's sweating like a Yeah, friend. like I just said it. You like, said, what was the best gift well, you ever like, received? I was like, did you say baby Jesus? No, but if he did, I would have been like, that's too obvious. He said, the birth of my niece. Oh. I was like, okay. Wow. Sign me up. Wow. Sign me up. Wow. So. So that was like, there were moments like that where knowing my faith and, and I think being in New York and both of us being in New York, we just really had not come across anybody that we, we live. So we live, yeah, we love sports. I was yeah. an athlete. Like, we, we lived to play sports and had faith that that was that deep. It, it was the Holy Spirit for sure. You know, moving through both of us. I love Clearly it, moving through a lot of you. I love you know, it. that night. Um, it was moving. <laughs> sure some of you may have and it's called g12 generation can someone actually bring yeah. it to me i'd love to oh yeah yeah okay. oh wait oh, oh wait oh, maybe oh. she can try not to use yeah. one oh, yeah, never, we'll mind. never mind so oh, okay. Okay. Never perfect go. thanks um yeah and it's called g12 generation and and it's or, an organic lip balm and it, everybody's like well what is g12 like what, what is that our last name is grison and that's the g there's 12 of us there's eight children and four adults because I actually, you know, run the company with my sister-in-law who has six kids and my two. And um, it's the generation of organic thinking. And so we've actually had this lip balm, but we're starting to actually move into a lifestyle um, brand because what we have married is our love of faith. And on the back of the lip balm is scripture. Mm -hmm. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because that's what we believe. Um, and hopefully all of you do uh, too. I created this recipe um, by ourselves and we uh, kind of did the global ubiquity part of it and was giving it away for 
for free, my sister-in-law and I made it and, and she was so generous and sweet. And she's like, oh, we just have to keep, no, 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 this needs to be a business. And so we started, people have really, really, we really enjoyed it. it and they kept yeah. asking us for it. And, um, so we created this lip balm business. And so far we're in a lot of the NFL locker rooms and the NHL locker rooms. And we just were in the SB gift bags for this year's ESPYs. So that was wow. like a massive, yeah, a, a big deal for these two little That is awesome. Evangelizing the athletic world and getting your, what means, yeah, your family <laughs> mantra, your motto right. into the hands of yeah. the rest of the world. Yeah. And I think for us, our big thing is our health and mm -hmm. You know, our motto is we believe what you put in and on your body determines your health and ultimately your performance in life. Right. So our motto is commit to excellence. Whether you're flipping a burger, whether you're scooping ice cream, um, whether you're praying, commit to excellence in whatever it is you, you, you try to do. And so we took this and we married this faith and our children play every sport in, in, in the book. So they take these lip balms, the moms take them, the kids are eating them, because our joke is it's, it's good enough to eat because it's organic. My bathroom smells amazing after my son goes. I'm like, oh, it's mint. It's strawberry lemonade today. wonder what's next. Every mom with a teenage son is going to be like, do this. Yeah, exactly. So ideally, we moms buy them, you know, for their sports teams to give them out. Um, you know, athletes, it's, it's, it's gender friendly. Men, my, my husband loves it because it fits in his pocket. And so... If you're looking for stocking Ooh, stuffers, if that's you're, delicious. you know, that's pass Jesse the order Palmer. Yeah, as a lip balm. <laughs> that's, that's your that rose. Way. That's your rose. That's <laughs> this yeah. is great. Yeah, well, thank you um, very much. And I think that's what we're trying to do. Um, we have some organizations, too, that, that are powerful for us and um, that some of the proceeds will, will go back to. But I think we're trying to make a little mark in the athletic world that I think can also use some faith. Um, and, it, and, and like I said, marrying all those, those things. And I said, in creating this lifestyle brand where the lip balm has actually been successful and moving to other things, people have asked us to start to look into, hey, have you, do you guys have this? I'm like, yep, we're on that. <laughs> yeah, we're on that too. And that will be out in 2023. <laughs> yes, sure. You know, um, that's a good answer. I like yeah. that. You are an entrepreneur. Yeah. And, so, and, and that's really, um, it. And I think for athletes too, to people to, to read the back of it yeah. and say, hey, yeah. you know what, whatever comes out of your mouth, whatever you lick mm -hmm. from your lips, mm -hmm. you know, have it be something that, you know, is inspiring yeah. and excellent. Excellent. Um, I like that. And I love the shape. I love that yeah. you guys changed the yeah. good old, you know, I don't know. It's like, it's... Yeah. Well, it's, somebody once said, hey, that's a great e-cigarette. I'm like, yeah, nope, that's a lip balm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a lip balm. Do not try to smoke that. I think it's should be tiny. There is nothing in there to smoke. <laughs> Take it to Times Square, start handing it out. Like, It'd make it smell better. Have yeah. y'all been in Times Square? Good oh, gracious, they need this. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think this is so fantastic. I really love this. I love everything that your family stands for and what you're doing. I want to say, ha ha. I thought I just <laughs> My pants are going to smell like that. Uh, but I really do. I want to say thank you for for taking your platform and who you are and what you do and, and keeping Christ in the center of it and not being, not putting him in the shadows or who you are in the shadows. I think that that's excellent. You know, that is, on, on this show, I tell everybody um, to be extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And so that is extraordinary. And people think, oh, extraordinary, that means I have to be an NFL football player or I have to be an actress or I have to be Diane Sawyer. Um, but what it means is it means to be more than the norm, which isn't hard, <laughs> you know, if you guys have looked out there, which can just be sharing your faith and being proud of that and being out there in the open and evangelizing in a way that is creative. You're not walking around, not that there's anything wrong with this, handing out Bibles to everybody, you know, not going right. to This is something, this is right. something people need and, and that and they can share and it's for anybody. And that's so cool. And I think too, it's that those people that might not have any faith, maybe they just read the back of that for yeah. one second and that plants that seed of, hmm, wonder what is this about and and, and just maybe that that's there you go somewhere well, you look it up you actually you take the time up. to look it up and that that's what we want is we want people to look it up and get hooked yeah from then the holy spirit's gotta he can gotta, do the rest he, yeah he can do the rest he can do the rest he's, he's the Sherman, just great they you just need him on the line yep. no i love that well you guys thank you so much thank you for sharing your story with us thank tonight you for no us. i mean this is fantastic you guys I thought it was supposed to be an NFL, former NFL. Uh, <laughs> I haven't played for the NFL, but I'm very uh, impressed. 
the Chargers. Anyway, okay, what, so what, what, where, what state are they even in anymore? Yeah, what city are they in? I mean, come on. He, he's a headmaster at a Opus Dei school now, so you very guys nice. would actually get along very oh, well. Awesome. Very nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk about that at the after party. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so guys, don't go anywhere. You are watching and listening live to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Woo! Hello and welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. We're still recording in Ridgefield, Connecticut, and I've got the myth, the man, the legend who also played for the NFL, um, <laughs> <laughs> Steve Lee. Well, kind of a little. Yeah. You're on Wall Street. That's a type of hitting. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's go, Nick. <laughs> But Steve, okay, so you are the the man that God hit in the head with lightning, like St. Paul. You were on a horse one day coming home, and he hit you in the head and said, start a network. Is that kind of what happened? That is, you forgot the toga part. <laughs> and, uh, this was, so this was nowhere on the radar. It wasn't on the horizon. It wasn't on the agenda. Of starting Veritas Catholic Networks? Yes. You weren't yep. doodling that on your book bag <laughs> whenever you were 13? Exactly. Got it. No, I, uh, and so I was just, uh, I was driving uh, into work one morning, July uh, 2017, and I was listening to a podcast of a Catholic show, and on one of the breaks, a guy came on and said, if you want to bring Catholic radio to the country, give me a call. I didn't really think anything about it, and I went into work. Yeah. And the very next morning, I was in my car at 10.30, calling him, and he picked up, and I didn't know, I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> so, like, I don't know what to do now. Right. right? <laughs> so I think my exact words were something like, hi, Jack, um, my name's Steve Lee, and I don't know why I'm calling you, but I heard your voice on the radio yesterday. So we had a, a conversation. I started that day a novena to the Holy Spirit, and I said, Lord, just tell me two things. Number one, do you want me to be involved in something like this in some way? And number two, if you do, bring people into my life who can help me. So um, the second or third day of the novena, I was driving home, and I, was, I said, oh my gosh, I need to tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I feel like there's someone I should discuss this with. What is her name? She's very so, nice and pretty. We should call her. So that night we put the kids to bed. We're in the kitchen. And I said, uh, I don't know if this is going to turn into anything, but. And she was like, I just want to watch Netflix. Yeah, right. Liv, she looked at me and she said, wow, Steve. When did you lose your mind? <laughs> <laughs> she like, actually said, she that? said that. I've met your wife. Okay. Wow. And I said, I don't, I don't know. She said, so if you're really serious, we have two priests that we've known forever. She said, call one of them and talk to them. So I did. We and won't say which because we love them both. <laughs> They're our favorite priests. <laughs> but it, it led to conversations. I started talking to guys who run other EWTN networks around the country. Station, uh, um, state, uh, what's it called? FCC attorneys. Oh, sure. Yep. Uh, radio engineers. I was like, all right, it feels like you're doing that second thing and bringing people in my life who can help me. And uh, four months later, so that was July, four months later in November, I had signed up to go down to Birmingham, Alabama, to the EW10 Catholic Radio Conference. And a couple nights before I'm supposed to fly out, again, we're in the kitchen. And I, I just said, I don't, I must be nuts. I mean, I got a pretty good job. got a mortgage. Got you might have a wife. We don't know. <laughs> At the time. Right. Three kids in private school and college on the horizon. And like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. And she touched me on the arm and she said, you have little faith. She said, you don't know where this is going. It might not go anywhere or it might go somewhere. Just keep going and just see what happens. And uh, so that was November 2017. And here we are four years later. <laughs> At a country club. Yes. Right. <laughs> so 
uh, it just really quickly in the yeah, meantime, yeah. we bought a, uh, an AM station that has 900,000 people in its listening area. Some are in New York, <laughs> but I love the Connecticut ones. <laughs> uh, we just launched on FM um, last week, or I guess by the time this airs. We launched on FM a while ago. <laughs> we are so big on FM. What is it? It's FM. 103.9. 103.9. <laughs> um, and we've got, uh, we've got a, a roster of original shows that we're producing like yours. If so. I make it. <laughs> we'll see after tonight. <laughs> it was a fun five months. Right. right. So, I, so here we are. Here we are, and it's fantastic. And so we have Veritas because of Steve Lee. And so I want people to, to, to see the face that launched a thousand ships and that launched a thousand radio waves. How about that? The face that launched a thousand radio waves. And I've only had water. Um, but I will have wine when we're done with this. But, uh, but this is what's so fantastic. And, and what we'll be asking and what we always need what are some things that, that we will always be asking as a family for Veritat from, uh, to all of our friends in the Connecticut, New York, and other areas of the world? Yeah, what can they well, do for us? Since you asked. Yeah, it's weird. We could use some money. That is so <laughs> shocking. No, yeah. I mean, listen. No, so yeah. I, I mentioned uh, earlier tonight um, in our uh, event here that there's no better tool for evangelization right now than Catholic Radio. Um, it is everywhere and like i said 93 percent of all americans in the country listen to cat to radio on a weekly basis it's free every car has it we're also by the way on every on every phone sorry <laughs> no uh, yeah germs oh you're <laughs> please uh and um with our mobile app and, yeah. and it costs a lot of money to run a radio station so yeah it and, does and, and we don't get paid the 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 shows are not getting paid so we're all volunteers so everything that we produce and do you know is is on our our stuff so i want people to know that it's not like you're buying my range rover um that's what my husband's for <laughs> sillies <laughs> so but i want you to hear that just to produce the shows to put that on to put it out on the air takes a lot of money. I have no idea why. Steve probably does. He's smart. But I don't. So, but I do know that it does cost a lot of money. And so I want people to remember, especially as we go into this new year, because we are now in the new year. We're in Epiphany. Oh, we all forgot. Uh, we're in 2022. Just to keep it in mind. You know, you're, you get hit on things all the time. But this is a consistent evangelization tool. Yeah. This is something that is going to grow and to be around. And our goal is to get in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, it is. And <laughs> See, so I was driving into the city this morning. Don't say it. And uh, I sent, I, I took a video because, and I sent it to our board members because we were in the Bronx, just about at Yankee Stadium, and we were coming in loud and clear on AM. So what? You're in New York. <laughs> Congratulations. Now, as much as I kid around, I just believe in Veritas so much. I mean, I don't even live here and I keep coming back and I want to just uh, put everything. My husband and I support Veritas and we do what we can. I know everyone in this room does. We know that. We, But we want people to, uh, to share. We need everybody to share. This is the time of sharing in the Catholic Church, in media. This is what we do. Instagram, uh, the, all those things that you think aren't a big deal. Facebook, YouTube, uh, all the, the apps in your churches, putting in flyers, whatever. We've got materials. I know Steve does and that kind of stuff. But that helps getting the word out and, and your support. So um, I just want them to believe in you, Steve. Uh, well, you're not believing in me. You're believing in, in Veritas. The, the organization. I also want to say, um, listen. You yeah. should listen because mm -hmm. it, it changes lives. I mean, it's not an exaggeration. So, you know, I've been... Uh, talking to folks and saying, you know, why are we doing this? We're doing this for the young man who sent me an email just about six months ago. And he said that uh, he was a cradle Catholic and he's, he wrote me and he said, ever since I've been listening to Veritas, I've learned so much more about the faith. I've learned about devotions that I never knew about before. And I have just grown so much closer to Jesus. We're doing this for uh, the mom uh, who told me over the summer, she said that she was driving home one day with Veritas on in the car, her middle school son in the backseat, and something that they heard on the radio sparked a really awesome conversation between the two of them, which they then continued that night at the dinner table with the rest of the family. 
Wow. And one month ago, there was a, a couple who said that they had Veritas on in the bedroom, on the radio in the bedroom of their dying grandfather's bedroom mm -hmm. for the last few weeks of his life so that we could keep him company when they couldn't be here. So wow. it's, I mean, it's not, so you keep saying Steve Lee and I keep wanting to <laughs> sink into the floor because it's, it's not, not me. It's, it's not you. But, no, but it's nice to connect humanity though. You know what I mean? People like to see, and we have so many things, especially being so disconnected with our phones and our, you know, MacBooks and all that, and we're all connected on technology, that it does help to see the person, to see the real people behind this. That's why I wanted to come and meet all of you and you could see what I do and what we're trying to do in this space. And so that's what it is. We're trying to get people to believe, that with my show, I'm trying to get people to believe in people again. That's what my whole angle is. I want people to fall in love with great people like Caroline and Nick and to hear these are some incredible Catholics or just incredible people. Because not everybody I interview is Catholic either because there's a lot of other people on the planet. Don't know if y'all know that. So, you know, we want them all. God made them all. So that's what, you know, we're trying to do here. And I just, I want to thank you for letting me be a part of this, Steve. Thank and thank you for saying yes. This is your fiat. As we're coming out of this Christmas season, it is. It's Mary saying yes and letting God work through you. Any last closing words before we wrap up this incredible evening and get to some fun things that we're going to do later on off camera? <laughs> it's a sweater contest, everybody. Calm down. It's an ugly sweater contest. Jeez, you guys. It's not that late, okay? It's such a good line. I just I use it all the time. Anyway. That's it. No, thanks for what you're doing. Um, and uh, keep tuning in. Yeah, keep tuning in. You guys, this has been a total blast. I hope you've had so much fun. I hope everybody listening and watching at home has had a good time. How y'all doing out there? Yeah? You okay? You guys, don't forget that um, everything that you do matters. You matter. You were put here for a reason. Every single one of you is not a mistake. And that you have someone in your life that could use Veritas, these shows, or anything like that. Or if you're looking for great places to put your money that's just sitting around and you want to believe in a dream, go ahead and <laughs> mail it to Steve Lee. <laughs> but seriously, thank you so much tonight. I've got to thank the Mitchells. I, I know that they don't want me to, but oh well. Uh, Jen, got, thank you guys. Y'all are just, please, they are phenomenal. They have shared their community with me. They've shared their time with me. They've shared their resources with me. They've shared their friendship with me. And I cannot say thank you enough. Thank you so much. Uh, so thank you to all of you. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you, Nick. And um, God bless everybody. Ha happy Epiphany. And don't forget to be extraordinary. Bye, y'all.